Welcome to the Hillside Baptist Chapel's weekly podcast. Please listen as Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, teaches from God's Word. Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to hbcprayerlist2020 at gmail.com. Hail Jesus, you're my King. Hail Jesus, you're my King. Your life frees me to sing. Your life frees me to sing. I will praise you all my day. I will praise you all my day. You're perfect in all your ways. Jesus, you're my Lord. I will obey your word. I want to see your kingdom come. Not my will, but yours be done. Glory, glory to the Lamb. You take me to the Lamb. seated. Lewis, would you lead us in our opening prayer, please? Blessed Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the pastor. Thank you for Sunday school, Lord, and thank you for for all the blessings you've given us. Lord, I just ask that you be with us in our hearts and help us to be better people every day. Lord, I ask that you be with those that aren't here today and hope they're in good spirits, Lord. in Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. Amen. All right, it is good to see each of you here today. And uh, <clears throat> we have one first-time visitor with us today. Terry, this is your first time to be with us, right? She's our landlord. So be good to her, okay? <laughs> we don't want to be kicked out. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we've got some... Um, Uh, announcements that I'd like to make before uh, Frank comes for our we have a 
musical dinner. Is that what you'd call it, Wanda? Uh, yeah. That's coming up. It's Frank Sinatra type songs, stuff like that, that uh, uh, will be at uh, uh, Mesa Azul. And uh, if you would like to be a part of that, uh, <clears throat> we need to know account. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I'm going to start passing this around. If you want to sign up today, you can. Or uh, we've got until, uh, I guess... Okay, Tuesday, August the 16th, she tells us that. Oh, that's when it's the deadline. That's the deadline. No, no, no. That's the deadline to sign up. All right, we'll start this round. And, uh, but that, you'll have next Sunday, too, if you want. Yeah, and uh, you can call it in if uh, you don't get it signed in during one of our services. Call it in to us. Yes, to Wanda. Frank, tell us about our prayer concerns. I've named a couple that you didn't know about, but... Uh, what else have we got? Morning, everyone. Morning. I have a bunch of prayer concerns, so wow. stay with me here. First of all, I mentioned last week about uh, Julie's mother. She's in, in her 90s, and she has an uh, issue with her legs. I'm not really sure what it is, but uh, I have an update with her. She seems to be in good spirits as of yesterday anyway, but she's in a wound, wound clinic right now, and that's in the U.K., right? And uh, the doctors really don't know what to do with her. And uh, it's a serious issue, so uh, I just, uh, we need to continue praying for that lady. Uh, and hopefully she has a full recovery. Rennie, she's not here today. She's actually taken uh, her husband to Costa Rica for business. I'm not really sure what the business is, but she emailed me this morning saying um, she needs traveling mercies for going there and coming back. And as uh, we mentioned earlier, we have basically two lady Bible studies going on at the same time. We have the first on Wednesday presented by Marlene at 10.30 at the Valle Escadillo Chapel and right here in Boquete. And we also have Wanda and hers is the next day also on 10.30 right here at the church. So if at all possible, please attend and that's for ladies only. We have nothing for men, so I don't know what the problem <laughs> it is. Um, please pray for Pastor Steve and Wanda which we've been making plans to go back to the U.S., uh, of course, with Wanda's knee. And uh, there's a lot of preparation. There's a lot of, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of calls, a lot of this, that, and the other thing, a lot of aftercare. And there's a lot of things that they have to pray about. And also, we have to pray about uh, who's going to take Steve's place when he's gone. So I don't know how long gone's going to be, but it might be for a month, two months. I'm not really sure at this time. And speaking of gone, Dell and Linda's been gone for three months. Forever, right? Forever and day. <laughs> anyway, they're supposed to be coming back at the end of the month. Is that uh, right? Yeah. Wanda, you've got a date. Yes, it's the last day of this month. Yeah, I got it right. Well, anyway, uh, just play, pray for them because they've been gone for, I don't know, maybe. Really, I think it's probably about four months. Four months? Yeah. We'll have to show them where they live when they get back. <laughs> um, Again, uh, we still have the Tuesday market thing going on where Steve's been going on every Tuesday and, and we've been having cookies for the people that um, visited our booth. And that's, for the most part, that's been successful. 
Uh, Steve's been there basically nearly, I think nearly every Tuesday, but a couple of them. And uh, anybody wants, is interested in that, uh, replacing Steve for a week or two weeks, I think he'd appreciate that because I'm sure it's, uh, it's taxing on him. And again, for the ladies uh, that want to make cookies and whatnot for this event, let Wanda know uh, because, uh, yeah, the more cookies, the better. And uh, speaking of the Tuesday market, we have some new faces coming in here. They're, they're gone right now. I think uh, the one family's in Panama City getting their essentials and all that. But uh, if you're interested in membership, please give Steve a, a holler. We do have a couple of board positions open up right now. So uh, if that's your cup of tea, then uh, we can also talk about that. And the board positions I'm talking about is a Panamanian kind of contractual thing that needs to be filled. So we need to talk about that. So I told you I had a lot. You did. <laughs> wow. Okay, we have a, a jar over there. And that's basically the gather manna. And we haven't talked about this for about, I don't forever. know, about forever and a day. <laughs> and what that is, manna is basically blessings from God. And uh, there's a lot of um, prayer requests going on, and there's a lot of prayers answered. And for the most part, you know, I've been kind of dragging the ball on this a little bit. And typically, what I like to see, and I like to go on again, is that if somebody has a prayer request that's been answered, that they think God's moved in their life, talk to me about it, write it down, put it in the manna jar over there. And uh, every time we have the Lord's Supper, hopefully Steve will remember to pull it out and we'll start talking about it because uh, it's, our, it's our testimonies. And I think a lot of day, the U.S. churches has forgot about that because in um, Revelations 12, 11, basically we overcome by our testimonies and that's one part of it. And I think a lot of times we just uh, we don't do it for one reason or another. Speaking of testimonies, uh, we have a Panamanian couple that's been on our prayer list for two months, three months, and I'm going to keep their names anonymous, but they're very much instrumental in this church. They're not members, but uh, there was a lot of issues going on there. They, uh, they was thinking about going through a divorce, and it was just a terrible thing. And uh, there's a praise report because right now they're back together and I think they're going to stay back together. And this thing was pretty horrendous. This reason is on there because I'm talking about there was a lot of um, black magic. I know you don't, I don't believe in that stuff, but there was a lot of stuff that was really affecting everybody. And uh, yeah, it was pretty traumatic at the time. So they came up, we talked to them and we put them on the list. And now it seems to be working out really well now. So praise God for that, for an answered prayer. And, uh, and lastly, prayer concerns. If you have a prayer concern, please let me know. Email me or we have an HBC prayer list 2020 at gmail.com. And I'll, I'll write this down for everybody. Email it. Put your prayer request down because I have a bad memory anyway. And uh, we like to have that because we do pray. This is a praying church and hopefully we can pray more as time goes on. Amen. Thank you. Okay, he was talking about the manna jar, and that's answered prayers. People write down on a slip of paper the prayers that have been answered and put those in the jar. And we want to recognize these. We want to see what God is doing among us. And I think that's important. And uh, so we'll be taking 
these slips out of the manna jar when we have the Lord's Supper. I meant to do that when we had the last Lord's Supper. I think I'd even mention it to uh, Frank that we were going to do that. We had the Lord's Supper. Went right over my head. I forgot it. So he's going to try to help remember. Now y'all know about it. And you can help us remember. We want to look at our answered prayers when we have our Lord's Supper. So anyway, uh, those things. All right. Uh, glad that, that uh, we had all of these. This is the first time we've had that many prayer concerns given at one time. And that's great, isn't it? Wow. Well, part of our prayer concerns is because we have people that are gone. And we need to remember them in our prayers as they're traveling, as they're doing business, as they're getting things done. Uh, Betty Gray is one of those that we've had on our prayer list for a good long time. And uh, she has had surgery. And uh, it was very serious surgery. And we need to continue to remember her until she's well. She says she's going to be back at church when she gets well. So let's pray for her. Um, so I know there's other prayer requests that you've got here. Let Frank know about them. Send them in to uh, what is our email? You, okay, all right. You're going to send it out to everybody today on their on our email list, and so you'll have uh, the way to get prayer requests into the church for us to get those before everybody. All right. Uh, there is a river. Let's sing. Would you like to stand?
chance to read the scripture text before you came today, but it's found in Revelation chapter 7, and I think we're going to have it on the screen, maybe? And we'll begin reading with a verse, with verse 9 of this chapter. And John says, after this I looked, and there was a vast multitude from every nation, tribe, people and, people, and language, which no one could number, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were robed in white with palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne, and to the Lamb. All the angels stood around the throne, the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell face down before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, Who are these people robed in white? And where did they come from? I said to him, Sir, 
you know. And then he told me, these are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. <coughs> For this reason, they are before the throne of God, and they serve Him day and night in His sanctuary. The one seated on the throne will shelter them. They will no longer hunger. They will no longer thirst. The sun will not uh, no longer strike them, nor will any heat. For the Lamb, who is at the center of the throne, will shepherd them. He will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Let us pray. Father, we thank You today that there's a time coming when we're going to be able to be before that throne just like these that came out of the great tribulation. Thank You for the promise of eternal life. A home in heaven. And all the promises that are given to these that were appearing at that time are ours as well. Help us to take to heart what You've got in store for Your people. And Father, as we see them worshiping there on that day, help us to understand we need to worship here and now. Help us to know better how to worship. And I pray Your blessings on all that are here and all that are listening to our podcast today. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Day and night. Did you notice? The ones that are redeemed, that are standing before the throne here, were worshiping God. Now we're going to see that worshiping God involves more than just being in church like we are right now and singing hymns and praising God, that's part of it. That's an important thing that we can do in our day and time. But that's not all there is to what worship is. So let us not think that they're just standing there and bowing down, standing there and bowing down, or falling prostrate, as it says that some did on that occasion, before the Lamb. You see, in heaven, there's going to be things that we're going to do. One of the things that we talked about at another time is that we're going to rule and reign with Christ. Now, I don't know what that means. What is it going to mean to rule and reign with Christ? I don't know. But I know that's what the Bible says. And I know that that's what we're going to do when we're there. And I can get an idea, some very semblance of what God is talking about. I know we're going to be busy helping Him in all that He needs to do. And that's part of worship. 
That's part of our worship as we're there. I agree with Pastor Billy Ricks when he said, Worship is the chief business of the church. The chief business of the church. There are two words translated worship. Two words in the Old Testament and two words in the New Testament. Similar words or words that are translated from the Hebrew to the Greek. They both carry the idea of bowing down. Honoring. Being submissive to God. It makes much more sense to say that the chief business of the church is to bow down. Bow down before Him. Now first, the Bible tells us that we're to worship in spirit. This is our position before a holy God. Worship that's true worship begins in the heart. When Jesus talked with the woman at the well, remember John chapter 4, we sang about that just a moment and we have that as part of our text a few weeks ago as we were talking about worship. He was walking directly into the confusion and chaos that's this woman's life. She reveals it to Jesus. She tells Him. And He reveals to her that He knows about it. And He offers living water. As the song said. We understand at this point that she's not been saved. She has not trusted in Jesus as her personal Savior. And she needs to be made right before God. She lacks spiritual understanding. You see this throughout the conversation. She didn't have understanding about true worship. But I think she did when she got through with this conversation. Look at her response to Jesus as He offered to give her living water. In John chapter 4, verse 11, she said, Sir, you don't have a bucket. Are you saying that you're better than Jacob? (laughs) See, she was questioning Jesus' ability to give water. All she saw was what was in that well. And Jesus wasn't talking about that water. He was talking about the living water that we sang about just a moment ago. What happens when we come face to face with Jesus through His Word? You see, what happens is He reveals to us our heart, our character, our sins. 
Worshiping God isn't about the place or even a time. It's about the condition of our heart. True worship is surrender and submission of our inner man to the working of the Holy Spirit. The text that we read a moment ago about the worshiper before the throne and after the great tribulation is over in heaven. It says these are the ones coming out of great tribulation. Can you imagine these individuals that have gone through the terrible torment of the great tribulation? It was a terrible time <coughs> that they had gone through. And they're coming out of that great tribulation, verse 14 says. And we're able to see them as they are worshiping before God. Many of you are familiar with an individual that I'm going to talk about now whose name was Ronald Reagan. You remember him? Some of you remember him. Some of you, that was before you were born. But he was the 40th president of the United States. He was a great communicator. Hollywood movie star at one time. However, Ronald Reagan would not have been the man that he was if it had not been his Christian faith. He was saved, baptized, and grew up in church. And worshipped and served the Lord alongside family members. And he even taught a Sunday school class. Did you know that about him? For several years in that church prior to him going to Hollywood. His pastor thought that he was going to be a preacher because of his great communication skills. You can imagine that, can't you? Worship was part of what made him the man that he came to be and who he was. You know, Ronald Reagan is one individual that you don't hear a whole lot about their faith. But he was a very religious individual. Worship begins the moment that we recognize our dependence, our need for a Savior, and we bow before Him accepting the forgiveness that He gives as we trust Him as our personal Savior. That's where salvation begins. In other words, when we're saved, we begin to worship God. We worship Him in the experience of salvation. That's part of worship. And worship in spirit is not about where we are or who you're with. 
You know, I've even had people to say, oh, I can't worship there because of so-and-so that's going to be there. You know, that shouldn't come into the picture at all. It's not who's there. Worship is from our hearts where we are at that moment in time. And so, worship is the business of our Heavenly Father. If you know Him as your personal Savior, then you're in a position, you're in a place where you can worship. And not just as you come to church. You understand that's the point I'm trying to make there. And then we worship in truth. Your personal relationship with Jesus Christ has brought you to the truth of the Gospel. To understand what salvation is. To understand who God is. To understand what God wants from your life. And how you need to be saved. How you need to trust Him as your personal Savior. And then, as we have that salvation, to worship Him in spirit and in truth. You see, our worship comes from our relationship with God. Not with one another. Not with human beings. But our relationship with God brings us to the place where we bow down before Him. As we looked at here this morning. None of the things that are happening in our lives should be the reason that we're here today. But we're here today because God has drawn us here and we feel the responsibility of bowing down before Him. It's important that we worship If I spend time with my wife only for what she can give me, only for what she can provide for me in response for me being with her, what kind of husband would I be? If I wanted to be with my grandchildren only for what they could serve me with, help me with, what kind of grandfather would I be? You see, some people are coming to God and they're, they're simply asking for what they want. What they feel like they need. And don't get me wrong, God is willing to grant us help and His favor. But that's not the reason we worship. We worship because what he, of what He has done for us in giving us eternal life. Isn't that correct? 
We worship because of our salvation. These thoughts were stirred in my heart recently by this statement. A noted evangelist, you know his name, T.W. Torres, A.W. Torres, rather. Remember his books? And he said, It is my prayer that the true churches will discover that salvation is not a light bulb only, not an insurance policy against hell, but a gateway into God and His presence and into our hearts. When I read that statement, I asked myself, do I want to go to heaven primarily to avoid hell or primarily to be with God? Now I know when I was saved, I was coming to God because I was afraid of going to hell. Probably you were too. But as we grow in our Christian understanding, we know that we're going to be in God's presence when we're there. And that's more important than our delivery from hell, if you can believe that. Do I worship and serve the Lord so He will serve me? So He will help me in my life? Now those things happen. But do I pray that God will answer my prayer or so that I can be with the Father? Do I pray asking Him to grant my request or do I pray so I can be in His presence? Do you see a difference? When we begin our day, we ought to begin it with worship. Now to some people, that's something they haven't even thought about. They thought they had to come to church to worship, right? No. You can worship God in your heart, anywhere. And we should. And we begin our day with coming into His presence in our prayers. Praying about what we know needs to be prayed about, but primarily we're praying so that we can be in His presence, not so He'll answer our prayers. So are we bowing before Him? Bowing our entire being before Him? Are we allowing Him to direct us and help us? Worship in truth is focused on the truth. You remember Jesus' statement? I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. We worship in truth. Worship in truth is based on our relationship. Remember what I said a moment ago? You see, any other religion 
says there are many ways to God. Have you ever heard that? We're, we're just one of the ways to God, but there's many ways. But Jesus said, I am the way. There's no other way. I know that's not popular today. But there's no way to go to heaven except through Jesus Christ and trusting Him as your personal Savior. Jesus is our high priest. And He ushers into God's presence as we bow before Him. We're told over and over again that worship must be seeker-centered. We seek God. Not anything else. And as we are seeking God, we worship. Worship was never intended to be man-centered. And that's what a lot of people have made it today. But we put God first. And then lastly, we worship in our way. In our walk. Our personal life our lifestyles. You see, they're to be transformed by what's happened in our hearts. Ephesians 4.17 says, Therefore I say this, and testify in the Lord. You should no longer walk as the Gentiles walk in the futility of their thoughts. How do we walk? Worship is in our walk. In how we act. Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. Says therefore brothers. By the mercies of God. I urge you to present your bodies. As a living sacrifice. Holy. Pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this age. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Now how do we do that? He's saying that we do that by renewing our minds. Having our minds <clears throat> changed. Having our minds conformed to God. And what He wants in our lives. Worship is having our emotions transformed. Psalm 100 verse 2 in the NIV it says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Worship the Lord with gladness. You see, there's emotion involved in our coming before God. And worshiping Him. And then, lastly, worship is having our actions transformed. Billy Graham said, The highest form of worship is the worship of unselfish Christian servants. Serving Him. That's our worship. Part of our worship. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28 says, Therefore, since we are 
receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. You see, how we live should be worship. Should be a bowing before Him. Should be honoring Him. Should be that God knows as we live our lives that we're putting Him first. Worship in our walk as we live every day. Will we do that? Let us stand together. We're going to sing at the cross our closing hymn. Maybe today that there are decisions that are needed. Maybe you realize that you've not trusted in Jesus as your Savior. I'd love to show you from the pages of God's Word. I don't ask you to take me at my word. But listen to what God says and bow before Him today for His salvation. There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide. Where all the love I've ever found comes like a
that, uh, Frank, would you come and lead us in our closing prayer? Glad that you are here today. Thank you for attending. Hope you'll come back. And be praying for those that are traveling that couldn't be with us. Oh, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day, oh Lord. I just thank you for your word, oh Lord. I just pray that uh, you give us that grace to be who we need to be, oh Father, this day and this week, oh Father. Help us to truly love you, to truly worship you. Yes, Father. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Contact information is as follows. Dr. Steve Wood, Pastor, phone or message at 6438-6541, email at steverwood002 at gmail.com. Prayer requests can be sent directly to HBC Prayer List 2020 at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless.